0: broadcasting on the dvc to all points unknown if you're within the sound of my voice you're listening to welcome home podcast on the dvc hello everyone thank you for joining us in episode three of welcome home a disney parks and vacation club podcast i'm tom and i'm here with trevor and damon as always how you guys doing
1: good how are you Doing Doing well.
0: Doing well. Uh, There's a ton of news going on in the Disney universe right now. Like, so much that... All of us were kind of itching over the past two weeks to uh, do another podcast because there's just so much to talk about, so many things going on, so many rumors popping up. It seems like every day there's something new that's being reported. Uh, The biggest news the past couple weeks has to be about Star Wars Land. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out. Uh, Disney's directly commented on a few things regarding Star Wars and the new land, and a couple of rumors came out. But before we get into all the Star Wars stuff, we promised on last week's podcast we were going to talk a little bit about dining and uh, some of the different dining things that we do as, uh, you know, Disney Parks uh, people and as DVC members. So uh, Trevor is going to talk a little bit of just kind of about, you know, meal plans, about dining, all the different things that are going on with dining at Disney.
2: Yes. So thanks, Tom. Yeah. Um, okay. Dining. Yes. You know, I, I see so many questions about dining all the time. Like it, it's probably the biggest thing that people think about next to actually getting to the resort. So um, I, I figured it was good to, to cover it here. So let's get the first thing out of the way there right away. The dining plan, is n- there is no discounts through DVC. So as a DVC member, um, it, unless, unless you want the dining plan just for the sake of having the dining plan, you're not getting anything by staying on points and signing up for the dining plan. But that, out, that said, and that out of the way, there are a bunch of other options for dining out there. Um, so uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, so first of all, with the dining plan, um, as it stands right now, there's three different levels of dining plan out there. Now, have either of you guys used the dining plan in the past?
1: So I actually refused to use the dining plan. But I got I got pre- I got here's the thing. I got it's not pretty, that he just
0: hasn't done it. He just I refuses. Refused.
1: But but here's the thing. I kinda got hosed last time because what happened was is that the people that we go with every year, they did the dining plan and they booked like four character things. So normally what what I would do is again, I'm the guy that eats breakfast in the room, right? So I take mm, breakfast off the table. mm. And then normally we'll have either a like a big like well I don't want to call it expensive, but like either a big lunch or a big dinner, right? We usually do one or the other. But what happened was is that they decided to book all these events. So because they did that, what ended up happening for me is is that every time they went to something large, like be our guest (laughs) or I'm out 400 and something dollars because I have five people in my family. So Uh, actually, I think what we're going to do next time is we're going to have to visit the meal plan. And and not because I want to, because of the way that the other people we travel with dine and, you know, all those character breakfasts. I, I think, again, personal opinion, if you're not going to all the specialty places, I think it's a little cheaper to stay off the dining plan. But if you are, then I see where I got burned last time.
2: And you're absolutely right, Damon. This is this is really where I think it makes the most sense is that when when um, you're signing up for the dining plan, like with us, we kind of did the same thing where we were looking at the dining plan and we initially were going to do a whole bunch of table service stuff. Uh, but when we sat down, we thought about it. That part Part of the dining plan is that you have to be willing to eat the way that they want you to eat, which is... Every meal you're sitting down, you're having a big meal, you're having a dessert, which sounds good on paper, but I think after a couple of days of that, uh,
0: <laughs> the way they want to eat is gluttonous is what it is. Yeah,
2: it, well, yeah, but again, you know, did, like you have to really look at how your family wants to do it before you say, yeah, we're going to use the dining plan, because, uh, and again, you always hear all these things about, you know, people end up using it and then at the end of the plan they've got like fifty snack credits. And they're buying Rice Krispie Treats at the so, gift shop. So <laughs> so. I just, I
1: just want to say something because I don't know if you guys are <laughs> aware of this. I only found out about this recently. Do you know that there's an actual Facebook page that allows you to like play it forward and anything you have left over leave for other DVC members? Really? I yeah. did not yeah. know that, that was a thing. thing. It, it, it's actually pretty neat. Um, I, I saw it on Facebook and was like, wow, I've never heard of this before. But like, you know, we drive. So one of the things that we do is, you know, what's the most expensive thing at Disney? I think it's water, right? <laughs> like At the end sure, of the day, yeah. it's water. So we bring three cases of water with us. Mm-hmm. So if we didn't use them all, what you do is you leave them for the next DVC member. It's a very interesting way to kind of play it forward for DVC people. Um, and again, since we drive, we may be in a little bit of a different scenario than, you know, at least Trevor at this point.
0: Or any folks that really fly in general, or you know, it, yeah, I, I totally understand that because we kind of do the same thing. We, but we do Gatorade just because we, you know, usually go in the steaming hot summer, so uh, we usually bring some Gatorades with us that we uh, put in the fridge. But I just wanted to tell really quickly. So my wife and I always did the dining plan uh, before we before we became DVC members. We always did the dining plan, and then our first trip. As dVC members, we went with other people, and kind of it 's funny that Damon brought up that situation because we were going since we were going with other people, we decided not to do the dining plan on that trip because we didn 't want to force the people that we were with into meals that they didn 't want to uh, you know go to or they they felt like they were going to have to go to because or because they felt like they were going to have to be on the dining plan to to take part in it and so what what actually that trip let us do is I I went through the bill at the end of the trip and I added up all of the money we spent on on our food. And I told my wife, you know, eat like you normally, you know, eat whatever you want. You know, we're going to get snacks. We're not even going to, like, Limit it, we just to make sure that the the sample is correct. You know that we're not just eating less just to see. And I calculated it out, and we actually spent less money than we did on the dining plan. Now that's not going to be true for everybody, right? So because mm-hmm. families are different than two people, and you know some families eat more. Part of the reason why we didn't want to do it is because you know every time we did those, my wife is not a big dessert person, and you know you get so much food with the dining plan. By the time we got to dessert, she'd be like, oh no. So it was almost like we were wasting you know our money on that.
1: Well, we saved about $800 uh, prior to this last trip, right? The trip where we kind of got hosed a little bit, right? We saved about $800 by not doing the dining plan. And, and that's even with adding up the things that we bought and took with us. So again, we're you Know we have a big car, we have five of us, so we just pack. We actually have two containers specifically for food and we fill them up and, and take them. So I did look online, I want to make sure that I kind of give out a plug to this group. So it's the DVC, DVC Leftovers group. And again, if you're there and you have extra stuff, that's the group that you want to join. Um, if you want to leave other DVC members' stuff, so I just wanted yeah. to plug them,
2: and yeah, that, that's absolutely a great idea. I know so for myself and, and actually kind of getting. So, so moving away from the dining plan because we know that yeah, the dining plan is really more of a convenience than than a cost savings thing. Um, there are of course lots of other options on how to how to do Disney and how to do Disney, uh, not on a budget necessarily, but to save yourself money and still be able to enjoy yourself. Like you guys have said, you um, there are grocery services out there. So the big one that I think everybody talks about is Garden Grocer. I don't know if you guys have ever used it. I'm actually planning use it on my next trip down
1: there i have not used it but i have heard good things right and that's one of the ones where you don't get that five dollar charge right uh so you do
2: well you get you have to do a minimum fifty dollar order and that's okay. fourteen dollars delivery okay but, it, uh,
0: but they don't charge the resort delivery fee because they bring yeah, it to concierge correct. as opposed to like so i've used before we used amazon prime uh i think it's called pantry i want to say
3: mm-hmm
1: yeah. And
0: we used that one time, and uh, we were charged a fee for that. And I have to say, it was not convenient for o- one reason and one reason only. It's because we were staying at Bay Lake Tower, and they don't take packages at bay lake tower they take them at the contemporary so we had to walk over to the contemporary and carry a big uh. box over to our room which was you know i know that sounds like a play but and it was my wife actually ended up doing it i was we separated at one point and she went and got the box and brought it up and i was like you carried that thing over by yourself i felt so bad but um amazon's a good option if they'll deliver it right there but be aware that all of the resorts do charge a package fee now it's five
1: dollars um, right and it started $5. in december
2: mm-hmm. per you know. package oh, okay. yeah yeah, so so yeah, I guess again, keep that in mind, but still ordering that food like if you're there for a longer period of time using one of their grocery services. So, so like I said, Garden Grocer is a, is a fairly popular one. Another one that I've heard that's actually owned by DVC members is uh Dizzy Dolphin,
1: I believe is the name of it. Hmm, I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard so, that one either.
2: Um yeah, so yeah, that's another one that uh um any DVC members might want to look up because they are DVC owners and they kind of understand you know, our needs as DVC members. So, um, so yeah, there's a couple of options too, which you can do like, you know, like, like you've said, Damon, you do the eat breakfast in your room kind of stuff. You can have all, you can have all that brought to your room. And like for me, as someone who has to get on a plane and fly down there, yeah, these kind of things are great just because of the fact that I don't have anywhere to store like a week's worth of produce or anything like that, Oh, right? We don't so, we
1: don't eat that healthy. We're talking boxes of cereal at this point, right? Pop-tarts. We, well, pop-tarts. Yeah, we make pop-tarts, cereal, and water. Those are the, sorry. Those are sorry, the three I, things.
2: I, I should say, I guess I, I don't mean produce. I mean bananas and muffins. So. Okay, there we go. <laughs> That's still eating healthier than I do. I'm, I'm talking about s'mores t- uh, pop-tarts on the bus.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with exactly. a Gatorade chaser. <laughs> well, okay,
2: to, to be fair, I am staying at the poly so I'm probably going to end up vetoing my muffin and going and getting Tonga toast anyway, so...
1: I see I don't even know <laughs> what that is. I stayed at the poly and didn't know. What what is Tonga it's toast? It's
2: like it's like um it's like a French it's toast. A French toast with bananas in huh? it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 gearing for that when I get down there, so Gotcha. You know, I
0: yep. the last time I was there, I'd never had tonga toast and we were we were gonna go on our last morning and we decided to drink around the world the night before and that just went out straight out the window. <laughs> just
2: we completely even forgot <laughs> that well, we were gonna do that. Well, since both of you guys are going before me, I'll put this out to you is both of you gotta try and get some tonga toast while you're down there because yeah. I'm gonna make it happen I, this time. <laughs> it it looks delicious and I'm like I'm really excited to try that.
1: So. so so the interesting thing that we almost have done like three times is this tables in Wonderland. So mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I know enough about it and I think that's what it was because every time again that we go, I go with friends that are always on the dining plan and they keep telling me, Why aren't you doing tables in Wonderland? I, I, I don't know. Trevor, why am I not doing that? So <laughs> So here here's the thing. There there's actually
2: there's three different things that can get you a discount in uh in Disney World. So depending on where you're eating it, and, and this and to be fair, Disney has made this very confusing and and I don't know why, but um, if you look at your DBC membership, right now we've got, as DBC members, certain places offer you a 10% discount. Um, if you happen to get an annual pass, annual pass gives certain places a 10% discount and other places a 20% discount. So that further confuses things. And then on top of that, you've got Tables in Wonderland. Tables in Wonderland is a it's a separate card that you pay for. It's about $150. To, to pay for it, but it gives you 20% off at um, pretty much everywhere that's a table service. So the thing about Tables in Wonderland is that um, again, kind of similar to the dining plan, this is very specific to your eating habits. If you find that you're doing a lot of quick service and stuff like that, Tables in Wonderland is probably not going to be the best value for you and you'll probably be better off just using your, your DBC discount wherever you can. But if you're planning to do a lot of those character breakfast sit-downs, whatever, and on top of that, if you like your alcohol, which uh we know Tom does. <laughs> oh,
0: that's uh. so not fair.
2: <laughs> I did it one time, Trevor. <laughs> Take care oh, of the on. one time. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, if if you like your alcohol, um Tables in Wonderland is the only discount that actually um discounts your alcohol as well. None none of the other discounts do that. It's not even the dining plan. So so that's something to keep in mind as well. And and like I said, all of this comes down to how you, is, how you and your group travel together. So um, in your case, Damon, I don't know if Tables in Wonderland would actually be a good fit for you because um, you, you said you're going with a family of five, right?
1: So yeah, and we go with a family of five and then we're always like 90% of our trips are with another family of free, three that always does the dining plan.
2: Right. And so are they, I assume then like basically half of their meals are table service meals, right?
1: So I I almost think like last time it was even more than that, honestly, because, and again, Trevor, this is perfect because since you're, this is plethora of knowledge, right? So (laughs) is there, they would do character breakfasts and tell me something like they would use two points to do them. Like, so can you like save points and do more expensive places? Like that's what I, I kind of understood, but again, since I'm not a dining plan person, I don't, I don't really care that much.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I guess looping back to the dining plan, there, there's three different tiers of the dining plan. There, there's the quick service one, which is just straight quick service, nothing else. There's the standard one, which is you get one quick service a day and one, or one quick service per day and one quick. Sur- oh my god. One table service. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> one quick service, one table service. Okay. And then the deluxe one, which is just table service so it's it's two table service per day that doesn't mean that though that you have to use your credits every day so um yeah this is where people are talking about like things like hoopty do review and cinderella's royal table they take two credits on the okay
1: and and see i think that's what they were doing and again this is how again i got hosed really bad because (laughs) they would save these and they were, again, because the way that they did their service, they would use these double, right? They would double up to take us, you know, somewhere super fancy character breakfast, and then I'm out $300. Well,
0: three seventy five
1: one time, too. And,
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. You get all your dining credits up front. So if you're there, and it's by night. So if you have just the regular dining plan, which gives you, you know, one table service meal and one quick service meal, right? You mm-hmm. get one. So you get those all up front. So if you wanted to, you know, blow them all in one day, you could if you wanted to. You know,
1: like you, you – Literally and, could, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's and I think that's what they were doing is that they were like kind of saving some. So I think they were almost pulling the same game as us, where they would pay out of pocket for like a breakfast or you know a lunch or something, and then save these points up. And again, I didn't understand the system. All I knew is I was getting beat up at the end of the day. That's that's pretty much what and, I knew.
2: And, and yeah, that
1: that's exactly how some people do it. Is you either. You either forego
2: like like you have meals back at your room if you can if you can manage that, or yeah, you pay for a quick service or two out of your pocket, and then that allows you where you would normally spend one one table service in a day. You uh, you can stack two of them up and then use them at one of the the nicer experiences.
1: And, and I think that's where again, even going for you know tons of years at this point, I was just not. Well enough aware of how that worked, you know, and it's my own fault for not looking into it because, you know, I was always going with somebody and thinking that I was saving money, which I was for the first couple of years until they, you know, pulled this thing on me. And then all of a sudden I'm out there in the blue with, you know, no money left over at the end of the vacation. (laughs) But, you know, I definitely my own fault, but I think next time because of that. I'm going to consider doing a dining plan and trying that out. I mean, my daughter's still seven, so we do, still do you know some of the character things. And even if you don't, if you don't have young kids, you're not doing the character stuff. There's some you know fancy places that you want to go eat that are nice just for adults as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. And um, one thing to keep in mind too with the dining plan is that so again, because I was looking into all this and I was trying to figure it out for myself. Um, so particular things like, uh, so I'm, I use hoop as the example because uh, it's a dinner show and it's it's fairly expensive by itself, but they've got different tiers of seating inside of hoop So there's tier one, which is basically like center of the room, like right in front of the stage kind of thing. Tier two is kind of to the sides and the back. And then tier three is the upper balcony. Um, if you're on the dining plan, you even if you use those two table service credits to do hoop de do they won't let you book anything higher than tier 2 so so if you're looking for something specific uh, the dining plan may not be the best idea either if you don't if you're just going to that and you're like yeah i don't care if they st- stick us off to the side by the kitchen or whatever um yeah definitely go for it but if you're expecting that they're going to put you front and center on the dining plan that doesn't happen Yeah,
0: I can tell you where it really does, um, you know, pay off too, is if you're going to a lot of really nice meals, or even if you're just going to a couple. Um, Because we went to Narcusi's one time, I was on our honeymoon, actually. And my wife got uh, Surf and Turf, which I believe at the time was $105 on the menu. And it was, you know, we, it was included in, in our, in our dining credits, but, you know, the only thing you do really have to pay for is, is the gratuity that is not included with the dining plan. It used to be way back when, when I first started going to Disney, gratuity was included in the dining plan, not anymore. So I always have to make that clear when I work with clients, like dining plans, great, you know, for your family, it's convenient, but don't forget the table service meals, gratuity is not included. So be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses.
2: and, And I guess that's the thing too, is that a lot of people think that, that, the dining plan is turning disney into an all-inclusive thing right where you know you don't have to show up with any money but like you said tom yeah it's true is um, any way you do it now um gratuity is expected on top of whatever you were supposed to pay or or not supposed to pay for your uh for your meal so um even as it is is yeah you're you're not spending all the money on on that particular meal but you're still having to to pay a bill at the end of the meal just, <laughs> exactly. just
1: a side note too that um, it's not included on the cruise either as i keep forgetting as i just finished paying off my cruise for october and she's like oh by the way you know you owe like 400 dollars for gratuity and i'm like what like what? i f- totally forgot about that but at least <laughs> yep. you can pay that like three days before you go i think you can actually even pay it while you're on the cruise but it is not included as well so That's you're just paying a side it ahead of note. time. Yeah, that's actually what they would like you to do, is pay that ahead of time. And it's kind of nice, because when you think about it, when you're getting on a cruise, you're not – you don't want to have any – what's the point of having money, right? Like, you're on a cruise, so. And and the cruise is – the dining is
2: all-inclusive, correct?
1: Correct, it is. I mean, obviously, unless you do an excursion or something like that, but – you know, I'm cheap. I'm coming back to the boat for every meal. Uh, <laughs> I don't care what's going on. I'm coming back to the boat.
0: It's funny you say that because I feel like that about Disney World now where it's like, I don't need any money. I just I got my magic band. I, I don't even, I don't bring anything to the parks with me besides my magic band. I, I now even with my, my DVC card, I got the digital card. I took a picture of my driver's license on my phone. So the only thing I bring to the park is my phone and I get my discounts through there. I got my magic band. It's kind of the same thing. Like you're saying on a cruise, you don't want to bring your money around. You just want to just want to go and enjoy yourself and
2: make it convenient. Of course, that's Disney's plan, so we spend more money, right? So, <laughs> You know, and I actually didn't even think about that, Tom. I'm, I'm probably going to do the same thing as you when I go down there because I was I was originally thinking about, you know, hauling around, make sure I've got all those different cards with me. But yeah, you know, really, I guess as long as you've got it all on your phone, you don't even need to do that.
0: Now, you will get a cast member that will occasionally hassle you about not having the physical card, but I only had one or two, and uh, for the most part, they relented. So.
2: <laughs> for, but, the, for the DVC card? or for Yeah, your... for the,
0: having the DVC card, uh, they wanted the physical card, which is funny because DVC just rolled out the digital cards like last year. You think they would be yeah. more willing. They didn't like the fact that my license was on my phone as opposed to physically having my license to check it. But well, most f- most of them are cool
2: about it. So Yeah, I, I guess to be fair, if you were a sneaky person, you could, you know... Do some forgery or something? I don't know. <laughs> I think the the only, the only time that
1: we were really questioned on the actual cards as well was when we wanted to go to the lounge. Never anywhere else, but the lounge they definitely questioned us.
0: Yeah, I only had one that's guy, fair. and that was uh, there, literally it was a guy at the 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 pin the pin station that's over in um, in Frontierland, and w- my wife was buying some pins, and then uh, this guy was hassling us, and the, and another cast member came over and it's like just give it to him like literally just (laughs) so so the the other cast member knew they were being a pain that that person was being a pain and and they they fixed it but but yeah no that's a really great convenience i know we just went off dining a little bit but doing that like i mean it's so convenient now to pay for your meals and pay for every i mean literally i just got my magic band i got my phone to take pictures and fast pass and all that fun stuff and and that's it everything else is on the magic band makes it easy
2: yep that it totally makes sense that way So, um, yeah, I guess kind of going back to dining a little bit, but not dining discounts. Um, uh, Did you guys happen to see the announcement? Uh, I know we talked about at uh, Pandora, the Satouli Canteen is supposed to have the mobile ordering, but it sounds like they're actually going to start rolling that out to some of the other restaurants as well.
0: I am extremely psyched about this. As somebody who prefers, you know, in any sort of customer service, you know, situation to... You know, communicate through chat or through Twitter or through Facebook. Uh, The fact that I won't have to even talk to a human being to get my food is kind of great. but,
1: But here's the thing: so you go and order this food, but like, how far in advance can you order it?
0: You can do it as you're walking in, if you want to.
1: Yeah. So my understanding is the way it works
2: is you you go into the app, you you place your order and everything, and then when you actually get to the location, they've got something location specific that when you get there, you have to hit a button saying "I'm here," and then. They so it's there's a bit of a delay where they, they prep the order right then and then bring it out. Okay, see, I kind of like that though because you
0: know it's made fresh, right? So it's not like they're making it ahead of time. You can just once you get there, you press on here, they make it fresh, and, and it's out. Ta- so, I, I think this is great.
1: See, see, what I hope is all the people like Tom do that, and it just makes my line shorter because I don't really care <laughs> that much. <laughs>
0: I, I just i so I, I i think for me as somebody who is a picky eater and feels very awkward when I'm talking to somebody and like hey can I get you know the chicken sandwich but take off the lettuce yeah. and tomato and add some cheese you know like for me <laughs> like not having to deal with that so- kind of social situation is gonna be great because I can just go on the app I can order it and then when I show up it's it's you know gonna be made for me and gonna be ready um and trevor I actually have a list of all the rumored restaurants this is going to I don't know if you saw that but you know I'm uh, uh, happy to read those off if you if you uh, haven't seen that one.
1: Well the only one that I have a question about is you know what I would consider one of my favorite restaurants is the one that's over in um Animal Kingdom in Flame the Himalaya area. Flame now, Tree barbecue? No. Uh, the one that with the with the Chinese food. Chinese. Gosh, food. what is the name of that place?
2: Um oh. I'm know,
1: talking knows. about restaurants. Yeah, Trevor. <laughs> what, what did he say? <laughs> he said Trevor. <laughs> how do you not know no, this for? I'm not- <laughs> It's, I, I, I think it's a fast. It's a. It's. A, it's not a table service. It's a. a fast. Uh,
2: uh well, flame tree. Flame oh,
1: no, I'm gonna have to look it up as you guys talk oh, amongst wow. yourselves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Restaurant. It's not restaurantosaurus because restaurantosaurus is kind of hot dogs, hamburgers. Yeah. It, it's it's right
1: by um, as you're walking into um, expedition. It, you know, it's before expedition Everest on the left hand side, and you can actually sit down. It has a fountain in it.
0: Isn't that yak and yeti?
1: Yes, there we go. Yes, there okay, that's, we a sit-
0: down. that's a sit-down, though, right? Is that I mean, sit-down? That's, yeah, I'm they, have a-
1: outside, they have an outside non-sit-down portion of it, though. Yeah, which... I'm having
0: dinner there this next trip, actually. Wait, wait, wait.
1: I, th- I thought the Yak and Yeti was the non-sit-down non-sit- one, and there's another one that's sit-down. No, uh, Flame
2: Tree is the, the quick is it, service. Is that, and that the Yak sa- Yeti?
1: But is it the same quick service, uh, same food? I believe the two of them are tied together. Okay.
0: That's a, that's a good question. Mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna google while you
2: guys are talking here
1: yeah I, but, I, I,
0: so where where they're primarily bringing this out is is to the quick service restaurants so um what's rumored is where they're gonna be is abc commissary backlot express which are both in in uh, hollywood studios um, columbia harbor house and magic kingdom cosmic rays starlight cafe uh deluxe burger which is over at um disney springs electric umbrella flame tree barbecue Liberty Inn, Pecos Tall Tale Inn, uh, Pinocchio uh, Village House, uh, Pizzafari, Restaurantosaurus, the Satuli Canteen at uh, Pandora, Tomorrowland Terrace, and Tortuga Tavern. So a lot of the very highly trafficked. Um, I'm excited for that for Flame Tree Barbecue because I love that place and it always has a crazy long line. So <laughs> it'll be kind of nice to be able to order that ahead of time and not have to deal with the line there.
1: I, I think it does both, actually. I think there's a sit-down and a non-sit-down for so, Yak and Yeti. So, okay.
2: Yeah, so, okay, I I figured it out. So my confusion was, yeah, Flame Tree and Yak and Yeti are both the quick services. Yak and Yeti is tied to Tusker House. Yes, there that's you so, go. Right. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. and yeah,
1: Tusker House is the sit-down. All right, I was right. Yeah. Wow, look at that. That's actually, so you talk about favorite places to eat. <laughs> Yak and Yeti is like, there's no way we go to Disney and don't do Yak and Yeti. Wow. And, and I, I think a lot of that has to do more recently with the fact that there's just um, – a lack of good Chinese food in North Carolina. I'm that's gonna have, totally I'm mean, going to have to put it out there. That's so, 100% true. <laughs> and, and coming from New Jersey, New York area, where there's very good Asian food, you know, when we go now, we're like, oh, wow, we're going to actually have good Asian food. Yes, Yak and Yeti, the best we've had in a year. You know, like that's kind of what we <laughs> do. So I, I'd like to see that. But again, I've never really had a problem with service. Not that I felt like I've ever waited, honestly. That's,
0: yeah. I mean, well, I haven't, they, they have, they're very organized, especially at the quick service restaurants. They get you in and out of those things pretty quickly. But I, I actually think this brings up, a quick really good question what are your camp miss restaurants when you go to disney what is the the restaurant you have to go to when you go uh, to disney? you
1: know you just heard mine that was yeah it. i
0: heard yours My for me ours and this is a recent one is via napoli at epcot if you haven't been there you need to go there
2: what, 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 that's the pizza place right
0: yes but oh. they also have incredible italian food outside of the pizza the pizza is amazing but like if you get like a risotto ball there or like they have risotto ball appetizers we had lasagna there they have the best sauce I've ever had in my entire life. I have no idea what they put in it, but it has to be some sort of drug that's banned in like a whole bunch See, of countries because this is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever had. <laughs>
1: Coming from New Jersey, we just don't do Italian out anymore.
0: You got to do, do Vianapoli, man. I'm telling it's so good.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, because again, it's one of those things where once we moved and we're in North Carolina, the Italian food, again, is not like it is in New Jersey. Sure. So sure. I'd be willing to try it there because maybe it's at the same level that I was used to previously.
0: I mean, they make the pizzas right there. I've heard that they, they ship in water from Italy to make the pizza dough. Um, I mean, the pizza is amazing. And the atmosphere is really great, too. I, I You know, the, the Italian people that actually work there, since it is Epcot, it's all Italian folks working there. They're super nice, very energetic, really just cool people. And honestly, we, we eat there every time we go, and we've never had a bad meal. It has always been fantastic. Like, we just can't recommend it
1: enough. Well, that's what I'm going to put on my list then. Nice. That's on my list now. And Trevor, what about you?
2: <laughs> well, um, I, I can't really speak for Disney World at this point. Um, actually, sorry, that's not true. Um, the last time I was in Disney World, I really enjoyed Pecos Bills. Um, although I know that the menu has probably changed a lot. But um, kind of in that same vein, I think my favorite place um, of all of Disney, like Disneyland and Disney World, is the Blue Bayou. And yeah, that's... Uh, Uh, Yeah, it's in terms of experience and and food and everything. It's just it's my absolute favorite place to go.
0: I'll have to check that out when I finally go to Disneyland someday. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I
1: I don't know if I'm ever going to go to Disneyland, to be honest with you. Again, I'm not knocking it, Trevor, but I I just don't have I don't have any. There's nothing that's like, wow, I really should go to Disneyland. Like there's nothing yet that makes me feel like I really need to go there. Maybe that will change. That's a topic for another
0: podcast. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a whole
1: podcast. That's a whole podcast. Yeah, I give so, you that. So I, I guess that this is the, the next thing that, I mean, Trevor, are you done with dining? Are we, are we out uh, of I, dining?
2: I, well, I guess I think I've covered all the major bases that, that I've seen. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, I mean, if, if anybody listening has any other questions or things they want to know about dining, definitely put it out to us and we'll be more than happy to answer what we know. Yeah, really? I, I, I'd be Sorry. more than
1: happy to even, you know, again, if people are looking for straight numbers for a family of five, by all means, I'm willing to share numbers <laughs> if they need to as well. Because I think sometimes that's really what it comes down to. Honestly, I felt like between the dining plan and paying for my own food, it was about an $800 difference for approximately a week. That was me, though. That was just my eating habits and my family's eating habits.
2: So, and for myself, um, going with a family of three. Um, the difference was only about one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, um, so it was a little bit cheaper for the uh, if we had and actually, and this is also assuming that we had bought everything that we would have bought on the dining plan. So um, the reality is is that for three of us we don't eat nearly that much food, so it'll probably end up actually being cheaper when we when we do it in practice. but yeah, yeah there, there's was definitely was yeah there's definitely seems the, the larger the group. There, there seems to be more and more of a gap. Especially so. as, as
1: also when the kids, as they get older and older. See, that's the other thing that I've noticed. You know, now having a 13-year-old and 11-year-old, I can pack away more food than I can sometimes. So mm-hmm. that definitely changes the, the way things work as well. Um, again, we try to do a very big, you know breakfast in the morning which will be helpful
0: and before we move on to star wars really quick i want to mention one thing that i've seen on the dvc groups all over facebook for the past several weeks that we're not going to get too much into because it doesn't exactly uh, cover uh you know dvc and things like that is the free dining plan that uh, just recently was released that disney does every year um i can't tell you how many times i've seen on the on the dvc boards the past couple weeks uh d- does dvc get free dining The answer is no. (laughs) So I I
1: think Trevor mentioned that in the beginning as well, but it's definitely worth mentioning at least four or five times at this point.
2: (laughs) And, and something else to maybe mention is uh, the free dining that they, they put out is really not actually free when you look at that versus like discounts and whatnot. So people like it because it's a package, but, That's really all it is, is just a package.
1: And listen, sometimes for certain people, packages are easy, and some Mm -hmm. people like easy. And I can fully appreciate easy. Yeah, I can definitely get that.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, it, it is, it can be an easy thing, but, you know, you're paying. The difference is, you know, most people don't realize when they're booking Disney World packages, you know, they're paying a discounted rate. Uh, for their room. When you're talking about free dining, you're paying the rack rate for the room. Uh, so you're, if you actually work it out, sometimes you end up actually spending more money with the quote free dining plan than you would spend otherwise. So, But it, it depends on individual situations, depends on when you're going, how many people are there. So it can be a good deal. It just isn't always a good deal.
2: Yeah. And and I guess the way to look at it is, uh, to to what you're saying is, you can either have easy or you can have cheap. You're you're never gonna get (laughs) both. I always vote cheap. I always vote
1: cheap. (laughs) I I vote cheap too. Yeah, I vote (laughs) cheap too.
0: All right, so uh, we talked a lot about dining. Was there anything else you wanted to cover, Trevor, before we nope. uh, move on to everybody's favorite topic? Uh, and that is Star Wars. Let's talk Star Wars. And, and, and we're <laughs> going to
1: try to limit this, everybody. We are going to probably touch up base on this, multiple episodes. Yeah, this, uh, this, is, is...
0: this is a many, many, many episode topic because there is a lot to talk about. But um, a few weeks ago, Star Wars, uh, a Star Wars convention happened in Orlando. And when that happened, a lot of the guys that are working on, guys and gals, I should say, but the main project manager that is, uh, I should say Imagineer, I apologize for not using proper Disney parlance, but, uh, you know, the main Imagineer came out and gave out all sorts of information that is, hasn't been heard before. And some really, really, really interesting stuff that, it seems like Disney's going to be bringing immersion to a whole new level. I mean, you guys have read up about this too, I'm assuming. Oh yes. <laughs> so well, I, the,
1: the first question is, Tom. Why are we not there? I, I mean, are we going next year? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's I, the I, other thing.
0: I want to be there. Um, <laughs> so I, here's the, I, so some of the details. In case you guys didn't see it, um, you know, it, you know anybody listening, they what they released, and this is pretty vague, right? But it's still pretty instructive of what they're going to be doing. Um, So, it's where you're not just going to be at Star Wars land. You're going to be immersed in this location. It seems like they were kind of hinting, too, that this... You know, at first, when Disney announced this, people were like, well, why didn't they make it one of the lands from the movies? Why did they make it, like, a generic trading outpost? Although, they kind of were hinting... They were making it seem like maybe this location will pop up in a later movie. Did you guys get that impression? I don't know if you saw that, but it kind of made it seem like maybe it will be a location later on. But...
2: Yeah, and I mean, in true Disney's sense is that they love to tie the, the movie to the park as much as they can, right? So Exactly. <laughs>
0: well, and so what I found really interesting about this is that the decisions that you make in this land will create a, you'll create a reputation as you go through the park. So, you know, when you, when you ride the uh, Millennium Falcon ride, right, where you're like, you know, uh, piloting it, right? you're based on what you do in that ride can affect what happens to you later on in the park. Maybe when you're you're eating dinner, uh, you know, somebody could come up to you and, and give you like a side mission of some sort to help the rebels out. Or maybe you choose the other side and, and you know, you can help out w- with that. It's, it's a whole interesting thing. And I, I'm still not entirely sure how they're going to accomplish this.
2: Well. I, I guess my first thought when I was reading about that was, uh, I mean, obviously magic bands, I think, are going to play yes. into this quite heavily because that's their way of of um, tracking you. Exactly, uh, they, they <laughs> can see where you are anywhere in the park. They they can line up particular events with what you're doing and and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, that'll definitely that'll definitely take it to the next level. And then, I, I mean. It's hard to say how complex they're going to get with this as well, right? Like, it could be you know just one thing that happens, or it could be like you said throughout the whole week. There's like, or not weeks, sorry, like a couple of days that there's like a story that builds around you, which would be very interesting.
1: But see, the the question is, is, you know, is it going to include everybody? Because, again, we're going to get all those people, all the naysayers, right, that it doesn't happen to them, that their kid doesn't get picked to do, you know, lightsaber training or their kid doesn't. How are they going to approach it in that regard where everyone feels like they're a part of it rather than just a few people here and there?
0: That is interesting because, you know, you are going to have a ton of people walking around. Right. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. Have you ever been to one of those lightsaber things when a kid doesn't get picked? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a disaster. It,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's that's understandable. And I guess, you know, because what I think is interesting about the whole idea of like creating a, like the creating a reputation as you go along, right? I, you're right. I mean, is it going to be everybody involved with it or is it, I mean, I would think that it's going to be everybody, right? I mean, that,
1: well, that would be good if it was something like you said, where you get on a ride. And you're already predispositioned to what's going to happen from regards to like even the even the Star Wars ride. Let's just say that you know your Magic Band clicks you in, and you know there's uh, how many people are on the Star Wars ride? Let's see how nerdy actually either one of you are. Does anybody know <laughs> how
0: well, many people on, are on Star Wars? What on the Star know, Wars William ride Falcon? at once?
1: No, 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 on the oh, current one, Star Tours. Oh man. All right. Well, let's just say it's thirty. I don't know. Someone will it's correct this. Probably us, thirty. I'm or, yeah, it's probably. So let's 30. just say it's thirty. I, I'm doing fast math in my head. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but <laughs> thinking of just, all the rows and how many rows yeah. each person. Has, yes. <laughs> but let's say that we all step on with a dif- with a reputation, and whoever mm-hmm. has the bigger reputation wins that ride, and that's what the ride is about, right? That would be a way that you could actually involve everybody. So you have you know twenty five rebels and five you know dark side. While well, that ride is going to be you know go down the rebel path. Something or, along those lines.
0: That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, it does that have consequences when you go on Star Tours? Like maybe the person who has the best reputation as, as being part, you know, what part oh, of the gets Resistance to be, yes. gets to be the person that they pick out on the screen that's the the rebel person. in the, in the Or, you know, or, or but, maybe, you know, anything you do has, con- like you said, maybe like, you know, half the people in the room are are Resistance people and the other half aren't. So maybe the story goes that way based on that.
1: Yeah, the, the, the only thing that I worry about with things like that is that you, we worry about with everything is that people gaming the system, right? That's the only thing you have to worry about. Let's just say there was a specific way to get a better reputation. Let's say, and we don't right. know what that is yet. Someone will hack that system. Someone will talk. Someone will this. And all of a sudden, you know, that little nuance is not only kind of the imagination and magic of it broken, but people will try to do a certain thing in a certain order, right? It has to be something that's random enough encompasses everybody and nothing that you can go specifically out and like kind of, you know, hack yourself into. And I think that's where it's going to be a little bit difficult for them.
0: That is interesting. Interesting because, and I'll just read a couple quotes too from the, here from the guy that, uh, that was mentioning all these things. Um, And, you know, he said, there's going to be a ton of opportunities to help out and support the resistance. Lots of smugglers and bounty hunters who are looking for a little bit of help and might be willing to offer you a side job. And for those of you who are interested in supporting the First Order, that will absolutely be, there will be absolutely opportunities for that as well. An experience might begin on board the Millennium Falcon and follow you right out the door of the attraction into a local watering hole. You can essentially build up a reputation in the Star Wars universe.
1: Will it be Kim Possible-like?
0: That is will a be question something I don't like know that? the answer to. <laughs> see, see, now,
1: now, now, see, now that would be interesting because I always thought that that was something totally underrated. My kids love that. Um, but something like Kim Possible for you guys that don't know, it's like, you know, this kind of thing where you go around the park and hit different spots on the park and, you know, do different things. But if they did something like that, where it was very Kim Possible, like where, you know, you kind of knew where you had to go and what you had to do, that might be fun. I I don't know. Have you ever done the Kim Possible one, Tom? I I mean, Trevor or or Tom, I don't know. Um,
2: No, but, um, so I I see where you're going with that, but there's actually something else that I'm thinking of that may play into this. There it makes more sense with the way that they're describing it. So in Disneyland about two years ago, they had this thing called Legends of Frontierland. And um it sounds very similar to Kim Possible. I haven't done any of the the Kim Possible or or that kind of stuff. But Legends of Frontierland was basically they put um what was it? They put Frontierland and Rainbow Ridge against each other. And so when you went into the land, you picked a side and you had to do different tasks for your side. So it wasn't so much that an individual was getting rewarded for doing stuff. It was, if you did stuff to help your side, it would kind of influence if your side won at the end of the day. And then that affected how like the the rest of the story played out for that day.
1: That seems kind of cool. That would make sense too, especially if it's something that they were resetting every day
2: exactly that's really then, interesting
1: yeah i i think that's a pretty interesting idea see see as good trevor goes over there right to the place we don't have <laughs> to go to that's,
0: so 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 trevor when they were doing that like what how did like they you check up on that like what the status of the competition was or like is there wh- any way to do that or you just didn't you know what i mean
2: they actually had a scoreboard so when you went into frontierland um it was all actually done manually which was pretty impressive. Um the whole thing was is that you, when you did stuff you earned bits or bits was their their money and so you would put that towards helping your your uh your side claim different parts of frontier land because hmm. the the whole the whole way that was set up was it was like claim jumpers claiming different different areas of the land and all that kind of stuff. So so yeah, you could actually see the progress as you went through the day and I would expect that you know next level is in Star Wars you probably They've got your magic bands. You've got probably a phone app or something like that. And you could actually watch in real time as, you know, the resistance or the the first order is pushing one way or the other.
0: That's what my assumption will be. There will be some sort of a accompanying app to this, whether it's, through i see I, I almost feel like they'll have to be a separate app because i i almost feel like it ruins the immersion if you're just doing it through the my disney experience app right because mm-hmm. it's like because then you're like you're reminding yourself you're at disney you're supposed to be like lose ourselves in these things right so I, I almost feel like they'll have a separate like interactive app for this and i in my mind i guess i'm thinking to myself like okay so let's say i decide to be part of the first order and i'm hanging out at the at the bar there and you know someone comes up to me and you know like calls me scum or something because I'm like, you know, first order and I'm in like a rebel bar. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm thinking of that see, kind of like fun stuff like that can, I, they can I, do I with this.
1: I don't see that. I mean, I think about the amount of work that you're talking about with that and the singularity of the person. Like, I just don't think Disney thinks that granular. I, I think what Trevor kind of said is seems like it's more appropriate to how Disney runs business.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with it. I Just based on what they're saying, I mean, it, the, the quote from the one Imagineer said there could be somebody looking for you, like a bounty hunter looking for you, that, that people could make comments to you at the bar or offer you. As, I, it seems like they are going to try to get granular with it. I, I just well, don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. But.
2: So, so the interesting thing about the Frontierland thing was that because of, you know, the fact just the fact of picking sides, it did change how people reacted to you and that actually did seem like enough because the, all the cast members that were involved in it they were very like like you know playing it up and 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 if you were on their side they were very willing to help you and to you know get involved with you but then if you weren't on their side it was kind of a okay go away like
1: <laughs> so wait now so what happened when you won for the day
2: <laughs> uh it it didn't really amount to anything other than your side claimed frontier land. So it it wasn't like a big thing. It was just, the, it's just how it played out. It was just a, uh, like like a pride a, thing. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so you know what I find interesting is I, I always just think about these things is, you know, everyone wants to win. Right. So I could see if something like this happened to star Wars, just the amount of people that would try to influence, right. Like you could see people going just to be like, Hey, you know, the dark sides won 10 days in a row. What's the most we've ever won all days in a row. Like it could turn into something pretty fun. You know, I think oh, yeah. people would take it pretty serious.
2: Uh, but, and I guess the thing about that too, and even in Disneyland, is that if you've got somebody who is there every day trying to, infl- or if you've got enough people there that are trying to influence the system, I mean, it, It's an awful lot of work for very little gain, I guess. (laughs) Because you're not winning anything at the end, right?
1: Trevor lives in Canada, right? That's why he doesn't understand. Because (laughs) they're nice up there? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean,
2: Edmonton's in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: (laughs) Well, and I guess, you know, I'm thinking about it too. I I think you're right. I think that does make it a lot of fun. But I, I think what, you know... If it changes your ride experience, right, you know, like you're saying, like, you know, maybe maybe the first day that I'm there, I decide I walk in and I want to be, you know, I want to be dark side. I want to be, you know, I want to be, you know, bad. Right. And then I go on the Millennium Falcon ride and it's like it's a whole different experience. Right. Maybe there's different missions I'm doing because I made that decision you know, earlier in the day. Or maybe, uh, you know, I I change it up during the day and I'm, I decide that I'm going to be, uh, you know, part of the Rebels. And then, you know, I go on the other Disney ride, which we've heard very little details about. And maybe that changes my whole ride experience. And that, it kind of... That it, would be it, cool, yeah. it, That would be so cool, right? And it seems like that's what they're going for because, and I mean, that increases the rideability. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the same reason why you can ride Star Tours, Star Tours you know, yeah. 20 times in a row and it's different every time. And, and that's, you know, I think that's a great thing when you can do that because it increases the ride, uh, you know, the, the rewrite and it makes you want to keep going back to try different things and see how this world reacts to what you're doing, you know, and, and even like, you know, with, and we were going to talk about this a little bit too. I, I think we brought this up briefly on the last podcast too, is about the, um, the patent that they just did for the, uh, for the robots, the, the standing robots, um, you know, for like meet and greet things. that's got to factor into this, right? Well, that, well,
1: I think that's going to be something that factors heavily into it. Right. Because again, from their, you know, business sense, you know, you can have these robots out here and, and they can react to you, you know, like Trevor was saying, based on your magic band and based on these decisions, that's kind of an easy way. To immerse you without having them you know have to you know a kind of spend a lot of money on it and b spend a lot of manpower on it right it 's an, an easier way to give you a personalized experience is kind of what i 'm going for, so I, I could see that playing heavily into something like this
0: yeah, and one of the things they were talking about is they created an an animatronic for um, for the kitchen of one of the restaurants that you're going to be able to see where he's going to be doing crazy stuff in the background. And I guess something's going to happen if you order the special, like some sort of crazy thing's going to happen if you order the oh, special. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> this, this is like um, at, what's it called? Uh, Trader Sam's, right? When, when certain drinks get yeah, over. Is he yeah, talking about Sam's. that crazy
1: place again, or is this in the real Disneyland? Which is Where's Trader <laughs> Sam's? I don't even know what that is.
2: You, you don't oh, know, you know ever Trader, been Sam's? Trader Sam's No, okay. what's Trader Sam's? Trader, Man. okay. Trader Sam's. I feel like I've been Disney going Disney longer
1: world. than both of you, and I, I don't know half of these things. It's kind of hurting my feelings at this point. <laughs> so,
2: so, Trader Sam's exists in Disneyland at the Disneyland Hotel, but it's also at the Polynesian in Disney World. Yep. And, and yeah, so it's, it's a bar. So, obviously, you know, having kids, you're not hanging out. In okay. The bar. I
1: feel better now. I'm starting to feel better. Okay.
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, the thing that they have about it is that there's different drinks that you order. And when you order the drinks and they bring it out, um, the room has different. Effects that go on in it. So it like, like...
0: comes alive. Yeah,
2: like a okay. volcano will go off or st- like stuff like that. So
1: okay,
0: or like the waiter and you know we when we did when we we went there uh, like the waiter would like put on like a different costume and bring it out like it, there was like a zombie drink and he would come out with like an eye like falling out uh, you know like and it, and it was just it was it's super. Next time you go, you have to go. It's a super super tiny little bar at the Polynesian. It's very. And I was small just there room. again. I yeah. feel bad. I was <laughs> just there. Next time you go, I, <laughs> I mean, didn't get
1: but, the French toast. I didn't get this. I, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing there.
0: Truthfully, though. It's, it's, it's hard to yeah. find though. Like I swear to you, the first th- I knew where it was, and I couldn't find it. It's like it's barely marked anywhere. It's kind of a little hole in the wall, but it is. It is a really, really fun little bar, but you're right. I think that's kind of how it's going to be. Yeah, where it's, it's, it's yeah,
1: don't be interactive. Interactive. like me. Don't be like me. <laughs> Find out about what you're going to do because obviously I miss out on everything.
0: <laughs> but that's why you have the podcast now because we can. Oh, now now things. I
1: do. The past yeah. ten years now, all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, it does seem like it's going to be like that, where it's going to be mm-hmm. interactive, and and there's going to, based on what you order, different things are going to happen, and you know, they were talking too about how all the people that even work in Star Wars. Lands are going to be some, they're going to be in costume, they're going to be aliens, they're going to be, you know, not just normal human beings. Which I, I still again in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Wait, wait so no there, ad-
1: there's no more Star Wars weekends anymore, right? Um, or is there? Uh,
0: there isn't Disneyland, they're still doing stuff, I think, it's aren't It's still they? season
2: of the Force, yeah, that, okay, that's still going on but, until like June. Okay. I, I
0: don't, yeah. I think they might have temporarily set, stopped it, but I mean, there's enough Star Wars stuff going on at Hollywood Studios right now to. I mean, I feel like it's a perpetual so Star what, Wars and, weekend. <laughs> and, and,
1: now, the convention itself, though, that was in Orlando, that's something that just recently moved outside of Disney, or was that always outside of Disney?
0: Um, I believe it was always outside of Disney. I, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and, and that was – they had Imagineers there. I know that um, – But, but is, is
1: it a Disney-based thing, or I, is it just a Star Wars-based it, thing? A, like, it <laughs> was a Star Wars
2: thing, and it, I believe it actually predates before Disney okay, acquired them. Okay, that's what
1: I think. Acquired
0: yeah, I don't know a lot of history about the actual convention itself, but, um, you know, I, 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 it seems like, you know... Well, when obviously- you go
1: next year for the podcast, you'll know all about it.
0: <laughs> so I yep. can report from there, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So- <laughs>
1: Reporting live from the Disney convention for Star Wars. <laughs>
0: but there's all sorts of videos online of the panels and stuff like that and all the different things that they're they're talking about with Disney, uh, you know with the the Star Wars land that's coming up and uh it seems really really interesting and uh you know there's a, there's a lot of rumors about that second dark ride that they're talking about um you know there were some even even some rumors going on that it was going to be a multi-level experience where at some point you actually get out of your ride vehicle and you know start running and things like that and oh
1: stop there's no way oh, I, wow. I swear no i swear that's what they're saying <laughs> could, you, could you imagine that someone's gonna trip and you know what will happen it's, it's... <laughs> unless <laughs> well, you unless,
0: unless you People have a cast member stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly but i mean yeah I, I thought that was crazy too but then there was something there was going to be like hundreds of stormtrooper animatronics like going after oh, that it. would be th- see
1: that's what i'm waiting for like that's what the reason why i like the disney weekends like there were just a lot of stormtroopers I like a lot of stormtroopers. You, you put a lot of stormtroopers out there. That's a win for me.
2: No, you and my son would get along. Yeah. Well. He, he loves stormtroopers. I don't know
1: if that so. makes me feel good or bad. I mean, do I act that age or not? <laughs> but yeah. No, no, it's
2: just, I I mean, if you're talking, you know, Rebels versus First Yes, starter, it, it was like, actually... I love Chewie, so...
1: Oh, it was actually very interesting, like, when we were there last time, because they had the... What is the one, the, the Phantasma, um, the Captain Phantasma. Phantasma? Yeah, no, no, Captain Phantasma. Or what's her name? Phasma. Phasma, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Where she comes out and leads all the stormtroopers out, oh, yeah. that special parade. Have yeah, you guys March. seen that?
0: Yeah, it's it's actually I really like cool. I was actually— They get up in
1: your face. That's the best do. part about it. Like That's... If you stand on the first, if you're the first people there— they will get in your face and it's start talking great. to you, and they yes. talk to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And like, so I, I was actually really impressed when I first, the last time I went to Disney, when they first started doing all that, that Star Wars stuff, because they'll just be stormtroopers just wandering around too, and they'll just come up to you and start questioning you. Yeah. Like, and I, I thought maybe they'd just be walking around. I didn't think they'd be able to talk to me, but they actually like will come up to you and start talking to you in that yeah. stormtrooper, you know, sound voice yes, thing that awesome. they have, and it's so, it's very
2: cool. <laughs> so it, it, the funny thing is, so. So when we were in uh, Disneyland last year, my yeah. wife was trying to get a picture of the Stormtroopers, and we were we ended up on Star Tours. Me and my son were, and she wanted she wanted all of us to get a picture with them, but she was just going to settle for getting a picture of the Stormtroopers. She actually stopped two of them, and I guess they got up in her face because she like ran out in front of them and she was like, "Stop." <laughs> and these two stormtroopers were like, <laughs> like ready to shoot her. My wife's got guts. She got yep. guts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I always found that the the hardest one to get is the the Jawas. So that was the one that's inside now. Oh uh, yeah. The Jawa where you can trade stuff with the Jawa, which is actually awesome too. Oh I didn't yeah, know they, they didn't look do for that. shiny. Oh yeah, or something. Yes, uh, I'm that's actually awesome.
0: excited for the new uh, BB-8. Uh, meet and greet that they're doing at uh, at the um, Star Wars launch bay um, for this coming up it, they just launched it a couple weeks ago and okay. so you'll be able to meet BB-8 and BB-8 moves around he's not like on the floor like moving um because as some, uh, as, as some famous scientists have said, he, he probably wouldn't have very good traction and be able to go like he did in the movie in real life. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I think he's like sitting on a box or something and kind of moving around. But it's like, yeah, I want to meet BB-8. Like, it sounds yeah. weird that you'd want to do that, but I
2: totally do. Well, <laughs> it, it's like R2 before that, right? You know, anytime you saw an R2, you were like, oh my God, that's amazing, right? And,
1: and why don't I have a picture with him? And if I do, yeah. I'm going to share it with all my friends. I might even get it blown up and made a poster of it. You know, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, and it's funny because even when I, got, when I got a picture of a Chewie last time... I was really impressed because not only was the Chewie costume like you know perfect, but like I mean it, the mouth was moving, you know, you could, all the stuff that you like. I just assumed it was, assumed it was good. yeah, it was Chewie. <laughs> I mean, it was the best character greeting I've been to because it, it was it was real. That like, was a good one, yeah. It's a really yep. good one. I didn't I didn't meet Kylo Ren, but we did th- we did the the Chewie. Uh, we did one. Kylo Ren, yeah. but it's I mean it was great. And I, oh, here's a question for you guys: So with the new Star Wars land, when you go in, what do you pick first? You're gonna pick First Order? Or You're gonna pick Resistance.
2: Resistance. No question.
1: I, I don't know. I think maybe First Order. I, I mean, think I'd just do both, right? Yeah, I mean, I would obviously do both. So, But that's interesting. I'm hoping that they give us some sort of experience. What would you say the best character interaction experience is that you've ever had? I think it's Gaston. I think that dude is the funniest dude ever i've never done that one. one oh my I goodness. see the videos I mean, the they videos are hysterical i mean he with my daughter and you know our friends that we went with it's probably one of the funniest things ever at disney and i think that if they could bring something like that to star wars something of that level because i mean like you said you've seen videos right why have you seen videos because they're hysterical right i i think that that would be great brilliant
0: viral marketing on the part of disney by the way oh those those are the
1: best those are the best i have to say so i guess the next thing is this hotel because i want to make sure we talk about the hotel because when they open this up i don't care if it's two thousand dollars per person i'm there it doesn't matter (laughs) Well, I, I, I hate to tell Disney that, but it doesn't matter. I, I'm I, going.
0: You know what I find? I find interesting that they even did a survey in the first place because I, I feel like as soon as that article came out that every single person that saw it was posting like the meme, like, take my money. Like, yeah. you know, like that's literally like why even ask? You know, people would, th- would throw any amount
2: of money to do this thing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Well, as long as it was done right, and I mean, knowing Disney,
1: yeah, I don't think they do too many <laughs> things too wrong, right? Like, yeah, mm, <laughs> they they're usually pretty good. Few,
2: they've had a few flubs in the past, and, but, but, but I'd
1: almost be okay paying for a flub because you know what? A flub is going to be interesting. If nothing else, it's going to be interesting before they change it. That's for sure. So, so maybe true. we
0: should explain this before we get too deep in this conversation. What this actually is, what we're talking about, right? So, um, yeah, a, a rumor came out that. Disney is doing surveys currently, and, and from, you know, my years of tracking what Disney does, when they're putting a survey out, that means they're pretty late in the development process, right? Usually, and what's odd to me, I thought this was weird, and I don't know if you guys find this odd, but I thought it was really weird they're using a third-party survey company to do this. Because mm, I mean, I, Disney's got I I a- don't. They have a no. very large survey division of the company. I mean, every time you've gone to Disney World, they will ask you for... I've gotten asked for surveys every time I'm there. I'm just kind of surprised but they're see, doing it outside But see,
1: a third-party company isn't invested, right? There, there's a, if, if, you re- if you really want somebody to do a survey that's true, honest-to-goodness, you know, not slanted one way or the other, that's the best way to do it.
2: And to be fair, when, uh, when Walt was scoping out Florida for Walt Disney World, he had a bunch of other quote-unquote companies that we're doing the work for him. The shell so, companies. <laughs> yeah. Which, so who, which, if you guys haven't say, looked
0: right? up at the windows before on Main Street and Walt Disney World, all of the That's names of the, the shell companies. companies are up on yeah. the windows. Um, so look up when you're walking down Main Street next time. But So what this the survey said was, it was asking people if they would be interested in a two-day luxury hotel experience where you are completely and totally immersed in Star Wars. So the idea being everybody has the same check-in time everyone has the same checkout time you get there you are staying on a ship um, they didn't really specify I don't think that it, if it was a specific ship like so it's not necessarily like the Millennium Falcon or something or anything like that I,
1: I, yeah I don't know if they would necessarily do that right because it then the the a impacts ship, right? <laughs> yeah it, it impacts the cannon at that point right you exactly. can't do that <laughs> yeah
0: so a ship of some sort where you're literally immersed in that ship you're there. You're staying there. Your room looks like you're staying in a ship. They're talking about robot butlers. They're talking about, you know, you're walking around and some stormtroopers might just accost you, like, while you're on the ship. <laughs> like, missions, dinner shows included in this. Um, they're talking about... It, the, the the thought was 900 or or $1,000 per person for the, the two-day experience. But Take food... my
1: money. I think that's cheap. I think that's too
2: cheap. That's, yeah, that's pretty low for an all-inclusive for. Two days, I think. Five For that people, kind of five, experience, five yeah.
1: people, five thousand dollars, two days—that's about a Disney cruise, right? Now, I just—I jest, I jest. <laughs> I jest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but and and the idea of this is full immersion. So you're literally you're doing dinner shows. You you're, you get admission to Star Wars Land. My question, and the, the actual hotel would be attached to Star Wars Land. So I wonder if you'll be able to wander outside of that with these tickets. Like if it does include, you know. I mean, but I I don't even know how they track. I wonder if Star Wars Land is
1: open late at night specifically just for these people once a week or once every every two days, right? Because it has to be once every two days. Yeah, and I think they, I think they could probably pull that off. That's. I didn't even think
0: about that. That makes sense. So you really have it exclusive because. Then then at night they could do like extra, like you know, special events. Yeah, like a special event where like, it's like a, we were kind of comparing it uh, before to like a, it's almost like a a murder mystery dinner or something like that, where there's missions that happen or and you got to figure out who is doing what or there's so many possibilities
2: with this. Or, or even you, or you know adult jedi training because <laughs> you know people want to do it so yeah
1: yeah you know that they would want to do it or even one of those uh what are those puzzle rooms called right the uh, an escape room escape yeah, yeah rooms, escape yeah. room star oh, wars oh, escape room think about that didn't think Oof, about that either. that would be crazy Oh, I got escape rooms too. Yeah.
2: Trevor, I just
0: imagined you in, in your in your bedroom when no one's home with a with a lightsaber going geez, geez. <laughs> I so,
2: do that when my son's in the room. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: So so let's think, right, realistically, what would you really pay if it if it had alright, so let's put it out What's there. The so maximum? it gives you Yeah, so it gives you a murder mystery, it gives you one night of Star Wars Land exclusive, gives you all your food. What would you realistically pay? What is your top end of paying? I, I think I'd like, I don't know. I think I might actually say mm-hmm. 1500 per person is, is I, I would pay $1,500 per person to do that. Even with five people, I still think I would do it because again, I could relate it to a once in a lifetime experience. I think that has to be a once in a lifetime experience. I think if they're going to do it, do it so well that it is, I'm going to go once and I'm going to pay a lot of money to do it. But I'm going to come away like, wow, don't cheapen it down so that it's costing me. I I hate to say this, it's cheap, right? But let's just say it's $900. And and then they can't do everything they want to do. I'd rather pay more to do more.
2: Yeah. And I I totally agree with you there because this is either going to be one of those things that if it's done well, I know you say it's a once in a lifetime, but... Honestly, and that might be something I look at once every couple of years, assuming that they update or change it or whatever. But if it's you know too cheap that you know I feel like I spent a bunch of money and I came out of it going, well, I mean I could have just gone to to Disney World proper and gotten as satisfactory an experience, then I probably won't go back and ever do it again.
0: (laughs) Well, here's a question too. You're totally right. And here's the question, too. How much immersion do you want? Like, so I I almost feel like they should offer two versions of it. They should offer, like, an adult-only version that, like, gets really crazy and and maybe, like, one with kids. You know what I mean? Like, I do you want, like, at 10 o'clock at night, stormtroopers pounding on your door and, like, dragging no. one of you out of the room? Like, you know no. what I mean? Like, do you want something crazy
2: like that to happen? Or do you no, want it like, I think it's. Uh, I think it's no. got to
1: be kid-friendly for me. It's got to okay. be kid-friendly for me. Um, I think there's no
2: way there's no way they could sell it as an adult only thing
0: I I just I I mean I'm saying they alternate they have a kid version one week and you know what I mean like the every two days they change it I I think I think what's gonna
1: end up I think what's gonna end up happening is is that there's gonna be people that bring their two-year-old kids and Darth Maul's gonna scare the you-know-what out of them (laughs) I think it's gonna be somewhere at that level where it's going to be not adult but it's going to be you know, hey, maybe, you know, it's, you know, this ride can become dark and scary, right? Like Snow White, like, maybe you don't want to bring your kid. I think it may be something like that. Or if they're going to do that, you just do it at different levels of time frame, right? So you say, okay, well, after 10 o'clock, something may happen, right? But all the kids are kind of gone to bed. I think they do that a lot at, you know, what I kind of equate that to is when we go to Busch Gardens, again, we go everywhere. So right. So I, I love all amusement parks. Maybe not equally, but I love them all. Um, when we go to Bush Gardens, you go to Halloween, right? So what happens there is before 6 o'clock, everything is, you know, kind of kid-friendly. You know, there's maybe some people walking around that are eh, semi-scary. But then at 6 o'clock, that's all the cutoff. Off. <laughs> and and it, all bets are off, and it gets a little crazy. I could see something like that happening where people either leave the area or, you know, go to bed or there's a section of it that like it kind of does something like that where, hey, after six, seven, eight, whatever number you take that, you know, it's not adult. Like, I mean, again, I would, you know, I don't know what we consider adult, like someone getting lightsabered and their head falling off. I, I don't know, but
0: <laughs> that's a little too adult. for. That's most a little adults. too adult. <laughs> yeah, But
1: I, I think that maybe, you know, they might do something like that. Like maybe there's something that happens at the, you know, bar that happens a little bit later in the evening. I don't know. I can see yeah. the bar getting crazy though. Like I can see like real like bouncers needing to be there because people will take it too far. People well, will take it too far.
0: I've seen people describe it as like I don't know if you've watched the HBO series Westworld, where it's like yes. everybody it's like Westworld for Star Wars. That's pretty much what it seems like it's going to be, where you're just completely immersed well, in the world. Listen, if it was
1: if it was Westworld for Star Wars, I, I would be paying. I could pay fifty thousand dollars, and I'd be quite happy with that. <laughs> yeah. If we're going that route, it's a different ballgame, and you know, there's a lot more <laughs> money that you know we could put together for that. Yeah. So. As we relate back to DVC so we don't lose, I don't want anyone to be able to use points. As a DVC member, oh. I don't want you to be able to use points. Interesting. Right then and there. That's, I'm going to call it right there because I don't want to have to worry about a booking window. This is, this is it, again, while, while Trevor has, maybe has a much better job than I do and doesn't consider this a once-in-a-lifetime experience, <laughs> I'm going to call this a once-in-a-lifetime experience just for you know regular old you know, salary people. And I don't want people to be able to come in on DVC points as a DVC member. I think it should be something that's a little bit more special, limited a little bit more, and things like that that's me I
2: honestly agree with you very much on that
0: <laughs> well, and in uh. my mind too, if they did it, they would probably be prohibitive uh you know like kind of like the cruises are with points, you know where it's a lot of points to do it, you know what I mean
1: yeah, well, people that do cruises with points, we all know are just.
0: Not, not getting attention. the best value. Yes,
1: <laughs> I, I just—it's funny since we're going on this cruise. There's all these Facebook groups for whatever cruise you go on, and I see somebody complaining about it. Like, hey, the last cruise I used points and that. that, that. I mean, again, how many people have said you don't ever use your points? You sell them, sell them, whatever yeah. you want to do, sell but you don't ever and, use points. Yep. Yeah. Never. 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 So I, I, I think we all agree in that, unless Tom thinks otherwise. I, no I, d- I don't.
0: Um, and truthfully, if they go through with this, I don't see them offering it that way. Um. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. I, I did want to mention one more thing, too, that I find interesting. Kind of what Trevor was talking about earlier is the, the adult uh, lightsaber training. I, uh, Disney kind of quietly – well, not quietly. It did hit the news uh, a little while back, filed a patent for real life lightsabers. Now it's not like, you know, you could actually hit somebody with it and it would, it would hurt them, but it's, it's simulated real life lightsabers. And I, I have to believe that this is going to somehow factor into that and into star Wars land you, and maybe even into the rides.
1: that are. You know Wars what land. it's going to be like again, it's going to be like the Harry Potter wands at universal. So when you're at Universal, you can buy two different types of Harry Potter wand, right? Buy the one that's got no RFID in it or infrared, you know, transmitter and one that Mm -hmm. does. And if you have the one that does, you can actually walk around Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade and perform, you know, air quotes, magic, right, on different things going on. And it's awesome, right? I think that's one thing that they've done that I think that, you know, Disney would be smart to copy. And I think it's going to be something similar to that is kind of how I envision it.
2: The, yeah, the thing about the wands is that the, they're really no different than like a magic band at this point, right?
1: Yeah, probably. So it's
2: pretty um, much the
0: same technology, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. What I'm
2: looking at with this lightsaber thing is that it, it's so magic bands are just a, uh, an um, an, uh, an area RFID, so you just have to be in the area and and things react. This is a, an actual targeted system.
1: That's what it looks like. Well, the wands you actually have to perform like so again, if you're trying to do something, you have to move the wand in the in a specific way to get the things to interact with you. Oh, OK. Yeah. So what they do is they have cast members out there because, you know, as we all know. So if you're supposed to make a cross with it, right. You know, there's mm-hmm. people that just can't do it or don't know how to do it or, you know, need help doing it. So there's cast members there that kind of help them through it. But no, it's not just a walk into the area and it interacts. You have to perform something with the wand to make these, you know, things come to life or, and stuff like that.
0: Well, and it seems like in this patent that they filed that it's it's very it has to be very specific conditions for for this real lightsaber quote technology to work properly, right? So, in order to see the laser, there has to be some sort of mist or smoke going on so you can, you know, see it actually happen and you know, if you've ever seen a laser show, you know there's always some sort of mist or smoke going on so you can see the lasers, and it seems like that's kind of the situation. So I, I almost wonder if they're either, A, you're going to use that technology specifically just for one of the rides, or if it's going to be in an, a, a training situation, or there's – I feel like there's all sorts of things they could they could do with it, but uh, it does seem like it has to be in kind of specific environmental conditions for it to work properly.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I guess my, the way I'm reading through through the the link you sent, Tom, and all I can think of is uh, Luke with the uh, the training
1: sphere. And, yeah, yep. uh, I, I think <laughs> it should zap you if you miss too. I think <laughs> yeah. you should get like a little shock.
2: You get sh- <laughs> well, it, that's it real that, immersion right there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it says they're also going to provide the audience with uh, vests. That have haptic feedback built into them so yeah maybe on some level it's like laser tag yeah
1: (laughs) again i just that becomes just so cost prohibitive right vests Mm -hmm. for people could you imagine like that that's the thing i I don't ever see disney you know going out of their way like they're going to try to limit their you know monetary exposure and I think that you know vest to me in my head already. I mean, you've got to figure they're probably a thousand dollars a piece. I mean, people are going to steal, break, whatever. You know what I mean? I, I just don't see that too often. You know what I mean? Like,
0: unless they're doing it in it, a limited scope, like a training or something like that, where it's it, like it's limited yeah. to maybe you know a couple hundred people a day,
1: you mm-hmm. know, or they maybe can an probably handle that.
0: Experience
1: an upcharge, yeah, yeah. that would be interesting. I'm, I'm like again, I'm not you know upset about upcharges. I really am not. I know that a lot of people are not so much. I'm okay with that. If I want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't, then I'm not paying anymore and I'm okay with that too. Sometimes it's more fun just to watch other people do it. I'm okay with that too, right? If there's going to be some sort of thing like that, that's an upcharge. I still want to watch it, right? Still provide me the ability to interact with viewing of this that, that's kind of like what i see you know you know how they brought the people up for you know indiana jones and like you know great i didn't get to be you know i wasn't one of those people but at least i get to watch it and that was fine okay you know by me too
0: yeah yeah agreed i i uh i'm excited about this idea i i what do you guys think the chances of this going to happen like wh- if you had to put you know one to ten. One, it's not going to happen. Or t- I mean, so, we. So, we so I was very wrong it? about the gondolas, so maybe I should be, uh, you know... I, I feel
1: like I was definitely wrong about the gondolas, too, and I'm kind of, you know, again, I like, it hurt my feelings a little bit.
0: I, I was so wrong about the gondolas, so
2: maybe my, uh, my guess on we this... We should just listen
1: to Trevor. <laughs> just- Whatever Trevor thinks <laughs> well, we're going with.
2: Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I just... Yeah, I just read this stuff and I put my own opinion on it, and I just happen to get lucky that time.
1: So, <laughs> so are we talking about the gondolas at all this time? Or, uh, well, or? I,
0: it's the next topic we have on the board here, and if we can talk about it briefly. Some transportation news came out too, and uh, did anybody else want to mention anything else about the uh, about the proposed luxury hotel? And uh, I'm sure no, just more give more me news a price. That's all I want to give me a price. He, yeah, Damon wants to know the price, when it's opening, and when he can book. Yeah, <laughs> That's all Damon I'll, I'll book
1: now. I'll book this. if it's opening, <laughs> (laughs) in three years from now and they can hold my money until then that's fine too just let me know
0: i do wonder if they'll shoot to try to have it open by the same time as star wars land or if it's a thing that will come later so
1: many movies coming out so many that i don't think it matters anymore i think it's not we're not living for these big um you know opening events anymore we're living that life so i I don't think it really matters i think they'll open it when they're ready that's kind of how i view these things now
2: yeah, I'm sure Disney has a larger plan of of their budget, and this uh, honestly, I I'm betting that if we see anything of this, it probably won't be until at least 2020.
0: That's probably a good guess. Yeah, I would say so. Well, and and, and since you brought up the uh, so, nobody else has anybody anything else they want to say about the luxury hotel. Any other thoughts? Nope. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> All right. So uh, transportation. This is a, always a fun topic. Some, we promised last week that we were going to talk this week about the new Uber system. There hasn't been a whole lot of news that has come out about that. Um, but these it, people are going to be Disney people driving? Yes.
1: And why do I yep. want this? I don't um, know why I need this. Why do I need this again?
0: So you don't have to wait for a bus? Um, you know, it's kind of. So if I'm
1: a poor planner. Or, well, I mean, that's what I'm asking. Well, I look right. at
0: it as more like, okay, it's, it's right after Fantasmic, and, and then the Star Wars show goes, and the park's closing, and, and you have that crazy rush to the buses where you're wait like three buses go by before you get on one. I'm, I'm thinking of but, it that way, or like the, almost like the, an extension or the replacement to the express bus service they're doing right now, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, Well, because right, that's not guaranteed forever, right?
0: Well, no, yeah, it's kind of that, a temporary thing. Yeah, well, it may be
1: temporary, right? We, we don't know. It could stay? It could. Okay. So yeah. I, I, this, this, this Uber thing to me, I just don't see it. I mean, I just don't. I don't know what I would use it for. I mean, unless I have poor planning, I, I, I don't get it. That's just well, me. I don't get it.
2: So here, here's my spin on it, I guess. Um, in our trip in September, we're going down. Um, we're not renting a car. So we're going down there, we're using the Magical Express. Um, That works. All their bus systems and everything work for us, except for um, the one day when we want to get from our hotel at the Polynesian to Hoop-dee-doo in uh, Wilderness Lodge. Um, Usually that would mean having to get on the monorail or get on, like go to the transportation Transportation center Center, yeah. and then figure out a bus to get over to Wilderness Lodge. Okay. So... For just that one particular instance, I'm not gonna rent a car for the whole week. But I also so, don't wanna do multiple transfers to get over there. So yeah, I would use so, Uber. So Trevor
1: Trevor just hates the transportation center. Is that what you're telling me? No, no I, I love the I love the transportation center. center. But I d I don't wanna
2: to go to the roundabout route. <laughs> well, you, you know what it is, so I have a vested a interest. <laughs>
1: I have a vested interest in the transportation center because I'm one of those people that owns one of those stones at the transportation center. <laughs> uh, Right. So, yeah. So, so you and, got
2: reason to be there.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when my when my grandfather passed away, we got a stone for him there. Right. And that was prior to what they're doing at Epcot. Right. So at Epcot now you can buy the little pictures on the wall, but they yeah. don't last forever. Right. There was only like there's a time frame on them because when Disney does something right, they realize, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't have done it that way. So when we got the stones, in theory, they are forever. Right. Now, they, I don't think they'll replace them, though. So it's really until stone they wears away. Down. Yes. Or something like that. But because, you know, we have that, we always make it a point to go transportation center a few times during the trip. So maybe that's why I don't think about this system. I don't mind the transportation center. I'm never in that much of a rush because again, for us, right, being DVC members, I'm not rushing to anything anymore. Maybe the first couple of years I was, but because we've been there every year, sometimes even more than once a year, I try not to rush anymore. And maybe that's what changes some of this for me personally. Well,
0: I also think it's different for you and I, Damon, too, because we both drive there. So we do mm-hmm. have access to a car, whereas Tre- Trevor... I would and- never drive
1: to a park, though. Would you ever drive to a park?
0: Well, actually, it's funny you say that because this upcoming trip, I'm going to have to on two of my days. So I've I got two tours that are scheduled that are 7.30 in the morning. I have to be there by 7.30. Now... I believe the bus will be available on time, but they war- both these tours. When I booked them, they warned me, that's, listen, w- the buses probably won't be running and you need to get yourself there. Well, that's so- funny.
1: I-, I need to take that back. Cause you're right. Because when we did the surfing at Typhoon Lagoon at 6:30 in the morning, yeah, we did have to drive. You're right.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, I think it'll be good for that. And I, I, from what I've heard, a lot of people seemingly have been skipping the bus transportation system in general lately and been using just regular Uber. So I almost feel like this is Disney's response to that is, hey, well, you know. And, and you I'd rather
1: you? have someone that, you know, that I, that I know Disney has vetted. There's no doubt about that. I'm oh, much yeah. happier with that. You'd
2: rather have a cast member do it than, yes. than you know, random Joe guy, Blow. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and I guess when I read about it as well, they're they're trying to, you know, put their Disney spin on it, which is that, you know, an Uber driver doesn't necessarily know about the area that they're they're driving around they just take you to a destination where this Uber or this Disney Uber service is supposed to be very knowledgeable people that can tell you about where you're going to or if you've got questions about a particular resort like things outside of the the, the parks they can give you that information so
0: so they're like a they're like a concierge almost while they're driving you around you know where it's hey it'll uh, be, yeah they will be interesting to, to talk lunch? to you know yeah where's yeah. a good place to eat lunch when Magic Kingdom where we're going right now and they'll you know they can tell you you know and I
1: think even if you don't ask questions I think they'll be able to kind of talk you through just whatever you know I think they'll be a lot more interesting. Than just you know a regular Uber system. I, well, I could see that. Yeah, and,
0: and and I guess I guess a lot of it is convenience too. It's it's a matter of you know we all know we've all been in the bus situation where you know it's the end of the day and and are you know our feet are tired and we just want to get back to the hotel and you know it, it's at some point I mean there have been some nights where I'm like I'd pay any amount to get back to the hotel right now uh, you know and I'm sure we've all been there with with oh, those yeah. long trips <laughs> and you know I, I I think that's probably what it's going to be more for than anything is is you know kind of like you were talking about it's like an upcharge experience in a, in a way mm-hmm. where it's like I want to pay extra to have my own way to get back to my hotel. Now I wonder, is Disney going to create their own Uber like app or the, is it going to be I through my experience or, you know, or, well,
1: they could probably See, I, I just, think everything will be in the experience. I don't think probably. there's ever going to be another app. I think everything will exist under there because I mean, the way apps work, I could have a button at the top level to take me to anything I need to. Like, I, I don't, I don't want more than one app. Give me one app. That's yeah. it. That's all yeah. I need.
0: You're probably right. It'll probably just be integrated into my Disney experience. And so, and so that. the
1: other two things are the, so the, The driverless buses, right, we have them. I, I don't even know if there's enough information about that to, you know, necessarily talk about, but the gondolas, now that Trevor's been, you know, obviously right on the nose with these, you know, he, he obviously knows exactly what's going on with the system. So Trevor, is this a pilot for a larger system? What can you tell us? Well, <laughs> so, he's our
2: Disney insider. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. So uh, I, I honestly think it is just based on the patterns that I've observed with Disney and with like, even going back to our previous conversation about, you know, for, uh, Legends of Frontierland versus the Star Wars stuff is that they tend to throw this stuff out and see whether it sticks. And I can see with this gondola system that they're going to look at it and go, is, are people happy with it? Is it moving enough people? And if that's the case, you're going to see more systems around the entire property. And mm. it sure. and it may actually start to replace bus systems at some point. Well, because well,
1: they're limited by the buses for things outside of Disney's control. The one thing that Disney likes is to create that experience and to have control over the whole experience. Yep. They don't have control over route four. Right. Or, you know, they just don't. So, you know, I think this would actually allow them to really just be self-contained at that point.
0: And truth be told, I think the biggest thing for Disney, too, is these gondolas, way cheaper than maintaining the buses and having people drive them, way cheaper than building more monorail. It's it's this whole system is going to cost way less than any other transportation option that they're doing. So I I, that was one of the things I read is that it's going to really, you know, going to be one of those cost saving things that they're going to do, too, that's going to hopefully move a lot of people that people will like um and, and also at the same time not cost them that much money to expand it when they're ready to do so so i think that's i do think it is i now that it's actually happening and confirmed that it's happening um through permits and emails uh you know that that were released recently uh you know i i, I think it's uh it is a pilot for a larger system that's what disney tends to do right so
1: <laughs> yep I agree. Well, and
0: and an article came out about driverless buses. There's not a lot of information about that, but that's something we'll cover on a future podcast when more people, you know, when there's more info out about it because it's an interesting idea, so.
2: It's just the next layer of, it seems that they're they're amping their...
1: But see, it's funny, though, because we're talking about (laughs) gondolas and then we're talking about driverless buses. I mean, do we, again, if the gondolas work, do we really need, and so we have Uber, gondolas, driverless buses. I mean, something's the odd man out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe they're hey, just unless, trying,
1: and, trying everything and seeing what sticks, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, though. I don't think that we'll have them all. Like, I think well, eventually. Maybe
2: Uber's just a stopgap,
1: mm. you know, yeah. right?
2: Could so, be. Something it's they can set up to.
0: fairly easily uh, in between, you know, the gondola technology. project and the oh, and, and the the Technology driverless for
1: driverless buses, yeah. Yeah, no, that yeah. is true. That's it's a good interesting. Point. All right, I'm taking my part now, All right. <laughs> I'm taking good my because part. That's we're we're at Go about
0: 120 minutes here. So yeah, 120. Okay. No, an hour and 20 minutes. Um, um, so we should try to wrap right, this so, up so so soon here. So. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm
1: gonna to make this one quick, but I have 100 points that I have to use by November. Okay, so we're going to Disney in August. Um, it looks like we're going to do a Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday overnight, right? So figure somewhere in the August time frame. I don't know what to do. So do I spend under 100 points, right, and lose a few? But okay, you know what? So big, you know, no big deal. What would I do with five points here or there anyway? Do I spend over 100 points and then, you know, borrow again from next year? I I don't know what I want to do with these 100 points. So I have some thoughts, at least. So we've never been to the new Bay Lake Tower. We're holding off on Beach Club because we um, are probably going to do that next year. Grand Floridian too expensive i mean i guess i could do a standard view there one bedroom so again i have some options because you know there's five of us i don't really want to do a studio it's just again it's not even close to the amount of points if i did a studio i could probably stay for a friggin' week right so there's no point yeah. in doing that so i can either do one bedroom two bedroom we've done both so i, I kind of i you know two bedroom is nice i just don't know what i'm doing with these so like if you had some 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 options so th- i have the chart the point chart up here for me right I thought about the club level, but I'd have to do one bedroom. That's 96 points. And my guess is is that I'm talking August because, as you know, Tom hates to hear me say I'm a procrastinator. He would have already booked this trip 11 <laughs> months ago. But because I'm only going three days and I don't really care, right? Eh, you'll probably be okay with just three it's days. It's easier to get <laughs> yeah. three days. Yeah. Yes. So do I do Bay Lake Tower? Is it worth it? Well, the, see, the Magic two-bedroom goes for $140. That's just not within this budget. But a standard two-bedroom is $105. Hmm kind of sounds like it's interesting.
0: I have to tell you that Bay Lake Tower is great because okay. we went to when we stayed at Bay Lake Tower, which is my home resort, mm-hmm. we walked to we walked to Magic Kingdom every night regardless oh, of Oh, what hold we were on. Doing. I have a I
1: have a caveat though. So okay, here's the caveat. <laughs> so the caveat is I'm only going to Animal Kingdom.
0: Oh. Oh, for, yeah. for Pandora. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, so right. that's the
1: caveat. Now, now. So, stay Akl
0: then. I stay stay Animal Kingdom Lodge. I w- That's what I. I've would just do.
1: been there so many times.
0: Oh, okay. That, that's well, that's the
1: problem I'm having. It's been there a lot of times, and the numbers kind of are weird, right? Because Animal Kingdom. I can't really hit those numbers, like I can hit 85 at a two-bedroom with a standard view because my guess is Savannah views are gone. I'm going to make that assumption. So a two-bedroom Animal Kingdom standard is only 85 points. I don't really want to burn 15 points, that doesn't seem very effective.
2: So what about something totally different like the boardwalk?
1: Well, see, that's what's come up recently, it's good is idea. that my wife has kind of said, hey, maybe we do the boardwalk. Now, a two-bedroom boardwalk is 103 with a preferred view, right? Standard view, 89. But why wouldn't I upgrade, right, for three extra sure, points? Sure, So yeah. I, I'm thinking that's that's definitely an option. I really wanted to go to Key West, but I can't even spend anywhere near that amount of points at Key West. Um, the only other thing is I could stay at Saratoga Springs, my home resort for 103 as well. Cause again, I would love to stay at, uh, you know, the Creek or, you know, anywhere at Wilderness Lodge. But again, I, I don't think I'm going to hit either one of those. So, so I, I,
0: I think a boardwalk a great idea because you're, you're in the general area of animal kingdom. You know, you're not okay. right on, you're not right on top of it, but you're not. You know, if you're at a Magic Kingdom resort and you're going to only going to Animal Kingdom, that's going to be a yep. haul every day because when yeah,
1: when I'm on only going other... one day though. Yeah, I'm okay. only going one day. Th- okay, that's but, yeah. still yeah, that's, yes.
2: that's like 20, 30 minutes of travel, right? Easily. I agree. Yeah, and, and,
1: and there's Animal Kingdom. You still can't walk to Animal Kingdom, right? No, no. For- Yeah, see, that's what I would love if there was some sort of, you know.
2: Yeah, there's no
0: way to do that. But I I think if you stay at Boardwalk, the cool thing about that is you have all the other stuff that's going on at Boardwalk. So you have the other days you're not staying, and you can hang out on the Boardwalk, and there's lots of fun stuff you can do without having to go into the parks. And you're also not far from Disney Springs at that point either. Which, again, Um, we'll
1: probably go to because why wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's
2: right there. mm -hmm. And, yeah, that was my thinking is that of all the resorts, Boardwalk seems like the most interactive outside of, you know, going to the parks. Okay. I've never even been. So I didn't know. And all kinds of stuff going on there.
0: You at least have to go just to go to Ample Hills uh, Creamery. There, the uh, the ice cream place. Okay, Trevor, when you go, you have to go to that place. That place is the best ice cream Yeah, I've ever. read up
2: on it. I've heard it's it's really good. I, I'm <laughs> okay. telling you
0: right now, I'm waitlisted at Boardwalk. If we go there our next if, – if our next trip, if I get my waitlist, I'm going to gain a million pounds because I, I will go there every night. I will just go every <laughs> night and have ice cream. They do ice cream flights there. I just want to eat all of the ice cream that
2: they have. So. Okay. <laughs> but you walk up and down the Boardwalk while you're eating it, and then it balances out. <laughs> That's right. <I> do, <laughs> that sounds l- good. We that do average like 9 to 10 miles a day at Disney's
0: so we don't feel that bad about all of our gluttonous choices when we're, where we're eating, but still.
1: <laughs> okay, so no, that sounds like a good plan, then. That, that's definitely, and again, at 103 points, I'm borrowing three points from next year to do a two-bedroom, which, again, a two-bedroom mm-hmm. preferred view. That sounds really good. Now, what does the prefer, uh, preferred view there get you? What am I looking at?
0: You're getting a lake. Uh,
1: yeah, it's over okay. the lagoon, which, the lagoon. Okay.
0: yeah. It's pretty. It's really pretty, and the picture that's on our header of our Facebook page is that lagoon.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's the I mean, view you're getting. The, the standard view is 89. So again, do I really want to lose 11 points for nothing? No, not really. Again, I, you know.
2: I would rather have the nice view of it because like you said, really what you're going for is you have the one day in the parks, but mm-hmm. then you're enjoying the resort. So Correct. in my opinion, do it right if you're going to do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds like a good plan. So I guess we're wrapping up here. There's a few things to mention. Um, our email address, we'd love to hear from everybody. It's welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully before the next two or three episodes, we'll have a website as well. Um, we'd love to, like I said, get some questions from everybody. You can do that either via email or on the Facebook page. The Facebook page is at Welcome Home Podcast. You can also get us on Twitter at Welcome Home Pod and on Instagram, which hopefully, I, I mean, I'm hoping Tom is going to fill up with tons of pictures when he goes, it's a Welcome Home. going to be
0: lots of Pandora going on. <laughs> uh,
1: that's, that's what I like to hear.
0: Absolutely. So uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us. Obviously, if you're listening to us, uh, you're, you found us somewhere. But just for your reference, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, just about any place you can find podcasts. We are available. Um, and just a reminder to our listeners, our, our favorite disclaimer here, Welcome Home Podcast is entertainment only. We are not employed by Walt Disney Company. And as such, any opinion we express on here are our own. Please consult uh, your DVC representative or the nearest cast member or call up Disney for more information. Uh, you can find me on Prince Charming vacationscom for all your Disney vacation planning needs. Damon?
1: Um, I'm over at BSCKids.com. We actually uh, handle a lot of the Disney shows. We do a lot of interviews with the Disney Channel stars, so please come over and check us out over there.
0: Great places to check us out outside of this, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. We have had a amazing amount of people listen to us so far, and we really appreciate uh, any feedback we've received from you guys. Uh, we really uh, are happy that uh, we got some folks listening to us, so uh, join us next time uh, for more Disney Parks discussion, more DVC talk, more probably more Star Wars talk, definitely some Pandora talk, especially uh you know coming up here in the next couple weeks there's going to be lots of stuff about pandora coming out as the press and uh you know previews are going out so uh if you've enjoyed today's show we're tom trevor and damon this has been the world famous welcome home podcast if you did not enjoy today's show we are chris bob and jack and this has been disney attic support group podcast hope to see y'all real soon This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the
3: DVC. Oh, we do a when we hit a chair. How she can cut cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.